0: You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. Crossing the highway late last night he should have looked left and he should have looked right
1: They didn't see the station wagon car The skunk got squashed and there you are You got your dead skunk in the middle of the road
2: Hello, and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name's Paul, I'm your co-host, and I'm not an animal expert.
1: I'm Donna, and I am also not an animal expert. Today, we are talking about skunks.
2: P.U. But first, (laughs) here is the news. This is Varman's Headline News with your anchorman, some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. We just so happened this week to be recording an episode on skunks right in the middle of skunk mating season. Uh, If you search the news for skunks, you will find out that across the country, people are being warned that uh, skunks are on the move, they are fighting over mates, they are burrowing under houses and uh, they're trying to make little skunks and you might see them and you might smell them. Uh, Uh Reports uh, from out west all the way to maybe Chicago, Tennessee, just all over the country. In Tennessee, they interviewed a trapper and here's what he had to say.
0: Yeah, the smell is the first hinkling. They always say, well, I thought uh, something was burning so we called the fire department or we thought there was... uh, a waste spill under the house. We called a plumber, and they tell him, no, you got a skunk. And they're calling, saying, there's an animal screaming its guts out underneath my house. What is going on? And just let them know that skunks are mating. And it'll get bad again around the end of April and May and part of June, because then Mama starts bringing all her babies out. That's when people, what we call round two. Sometimes we have a face-to-face with Mr. Skunk or Mrs. Skunk. And sometimes just you just find the calling cards. Uh, you'll see defecation everywhere, urine, you know, tracks. Number one thing: your house gets bombed. Ventilation, ventilation, ventilation.
2: So yeah, if you live in North America, and if you're listening to this, you probably do. Look out for skunks. Yep. They're all over, and they're they're fighting and mating and doing what skunks do.
1: How dare they! <laughs> <laughs> know they're not supposed to do that around people (laughs) 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 Uh, it's just so cute the guys sound personally offended you know like oh how dare
2: (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine going underneath the house to see what's the problem and coming face to face with a skunk yeah (laughs) how fast would you move Yes,
1: well, you would, but thank goodness you probably have a lot of time before you get squirted, and I'm going to talk about that today.
2: Yep, and uh, later on we're also going to talk about what happens if you do get sprayed, how to get rid of that.
1: Yeah, that's good to know. I'm interested to see if the tomato thing works.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that a little bit.
1: Cool. All right, so everybody go to blazingcariboustudios.com slash skunks for links to the audio and our show notes for today's episode. We're on Twitter and Instagram at podcast, all one word, podcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. And if you like the show, head on over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a nice little rating and review. We really appreciate it.
2: We sure do. All right, let's learn about skunks.
1: The kingdom of animals is fascinating. Now I'm going to tell you about their behavior and living patterns. So come on. What in God's holy name are you blathering about?
2: We are blathering about skunks today. There are 10 species of skunks in North America, South America, and parts of Asia. They used to be referred to uh, as mustelids or in the mustelid family, but they are not anymore. I forget what family they're in, but it's not mustelids. Cause
1: they are in uh, two separate little families now. mephitidae
2: That's the one I was trying to think of. I forgot um, to write it down.
1: Yeah, actually, I think I'm thinking of the genuses have been separated out a little more separately. Anyway, the, the family is now called Mephitidae. So. Yes.
2: So they vary in size from a two and a half feet to about three feet long and in weight from anywhere between just over a pound to about 18 pounds. They have moderately elongated bodies with relatively short, well-muscled legs and long front claws. Uh, The most common fur color for skunks is black and white, but some skunks are brown or gray, a few are cream colored. All skunks are striped, even from birth. They may have a single thick stripe across their back and tail two thinner stripes or a series of white spots and broken stripes, and some also have stripes on their legs. The skunk gets its name from the Algonquin word seganku, which roughly translates to urinating fox. Yeah, that's pretty much the one thing that skunks are known for is getting mad and spraying you.
1: Yeah, I also found out there's a little tiny skunk. A little, It's called the pygmy skunk, and it inhabits the area along the Pacific coast of Me- Mexico. And um, I also found some of them in Costa Rica for some reason. Um, but they're really little. They're like 4 to 12, 13 inches long. Aww. Yeah, they're really big. How
2: cute. Do they still... Yeah spray and stink and all that good stuff
1: they do all the skunky things (laughs) all of them they're pretty vulnerable though they're they're uh they're in a little bit of trouble but yeah look them up pygmy skunks they're very cute we don't have any of those here in colorado we have four different kinds we have uh we have the regular striped skunk that probably everybody thinks of when they think of a skunk. And then we have um, we also have both of the spotted varieties, the eastern and the western. And then we also have the hognosed somewhere, little bits. But I've never seen any of those three um, just hanging around outdoors. I've all, I've seen the striped ones, though.
2: Oh, I'm envious of the wide variety of skunks you have in Colorado. I think we only have one here in Florida.
1: <laughs> oh, we are rich in skunks in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> We are wealthy in skunks, my friend. (laughs) You should come to visit. (laughs) Yeah. So we were talking about what do you do if you encounter a skunk? What I do is I usually go, ooh, a skunk. I'm going to stay over here, away from it. But it turns out you have a lot of time between getting... Uh, seeing the skunk and getting your face full of, of skunk spray. And they have this whole ritual that they go through, which is so awesome. The first thing they do is they face the animal that's threatening them, stick their tail up, get their hair all poofy, and then they stomp, and they stomp and stomp and stomp. And uh, usually that's enough for most animals. But if you don't back off when they do that, then they start hissing and they charge you and they'll pull back really quick and they'll look at you and maybe stomp a couple more times like are we really going to do this you know (laughs) and (laughs) and then you still have time some of them will actually the spotted ones will stand on they'll do a handstand to show their full colors
2: oh man
1: yeah they're like this is your final warning (laughs) yeah and if you ignore that Then the next thing they do is they turn, and they raise their tail, and there's one last thing they do before they spray you, and they aim. They can actually aim (laughs) the little muscle that the spray comes through. They have, like, their own personal little spray gun, and they can aim it. That's the last thing they do is aim. They usually shoot for the face, and uh, then you're kind of done. So... But the interesting thing is dogs get sprayed so much because dogs ignore every single sin- uh, signal that they have.
2: <laughs> dogs are oblivious. They don't care. They're
1: completely oblivious. <laughs> and any other animal out there, squirrels, foxes, anything they encounter, like they face them, get the tail up, and poof the hair, and stomp, and they're like, I'm out of here. Yep. Yeah, I get it. You're <laughs> stinky and horrible. I'm off. Goodbye. See ya. Um, so you only get the rest of it if you're an animal that's going i don't know i'm pretty hungry <laughs> and then the squirrel just is like are you sure <laughs> so you know so the reason they do all of this is because uh, they've got five or six shots right loaded in the loaded in the the barrel right and, oh okay
2: uh, so they can they can portion it out they don't spray the whole load at once that's
1: right that's right oh i didn't know that. they can spray five or six times but it takes seven to ten days to restock their chemical so
2: oh okay
1: they don't want to spray it all at once because it's just not it's not a good idea right if you got if you spray it all at once then you have no defenses for the next seven to ten days right so that's why they do that whole little warning ritual And we're going to put a video on the show of a little baby skunk (laughs) in an animal sanctuary just a-stomping his little feet (laughs) off. (laughs) Telling the keeper, get back, buddy. I will totally spray you right in the face. Yeah, and it's adorable, too.
2: (laughs) So cute.
1: (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, don't get sprayed. You have every opportunity not to get sprayed.
2: So when the skunk is left with no other choice but to spray you. Uh, Like you say, it's going to turn around, it's going to look at you, it's going to aim its little butt at you, and the anal sphincter muscles are going to contract really hard and expose those anal glands, and it's going to squeeze them out very violently. Uh, in your general direction. And as you said, it's going to aim right for your face. Now, skunk scent is so strong that the human nose can easily detect it in the air at concentrations as low as 10 parts per billion.
1: Holy crap. Or
2: three miles away downwind. (laughs) So that's why you can be driving down the highway and, you know, you can tell when a skunk's been run over by a car, even if you don't see the skunk. And you could drive for a few miles and still smell skunk. So imagine getting a faceful of that skunk Ugh. musk. I mean, it's one Ugh. thing to smell it on the highway. It's a completely different thing to get it on you or on something near you. If it gets into your eyes, it's very acidic. It will burn your eyes and it will cause temporary blindness. If you get a face full of it, immediate nausea can occur and vomiting. So you can imagine if, if you got something in your face and it's made you blind and you're throwing up, it's a pretty powerful deterrent and it gives that skunk a chance to escape and hide
1: yeah especially because it's going to be 7 to 10 days before
2: they do it again Yep, absolutely.
1: (laughs) if they emptied it out
2: (laughs) and since that skunk spray is kind of oily you don't want to use just plain water to wash it away because it's kind of like trying to put a grease fire out with water it'll actually make it worse it'll make it spread Mm. and it'll really be bad
1: Ugh. And it hurts, too, doesn't it?
2: It's supposed to burn because it's very yeah. acidic, so you don't even right. really want it on your on your skin.
1: Yeah.
2: What makes the skunk spray smell so bad is there are compounds in it called thiols. And okay. those are the same things that give poop and dead things and rotten food their wonderful aromas. And it's good that those things exist because that's one way your human body tells you not to eat or touch something that will make you sick or even make you dead.
1: Right, so it's probably a mechanism which, you know, vertebrates go, hey, wait a minute.
2: (laughs) Yeah, maybe I shouldn't eat this thing. That's not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, if you see a skunk, give it a wide berth. Watch for the warning signals because a skunk is going to give you plenty of them before it sprays you. And depending on what website you read, skunks can spray anywhere between 15 and 30 feet away. And, of course, the closer you are, the more accurate they can be with that spray, but... uh, Give them a wide berth. They can get you.
1: I don't know. The skunks just go. I don't know if they actually make any noise regularly. The babies (laughs) probably do, but who knows? I
2: think they're fairly quiet um, until you get them pissed off and then they start making noise. Yep. All right. It is disclaimer time. The Varmint's podcast knows that it is not fair to compare animal intelligence to human intelligence. But then we only really have the yardstick of ourselves to go by, so we are going to do it anyway. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh,
0: your opinion, man.
2: So my opinion is that um, skunks are, on a scale of 1 to 10, about a 5. Sure. Yeah, because people
1: do... You can train them.
2: You can. You're going to talk about, a little later on, you're going to talk about people keeping them as pets. And I think Mm -hmm. if you can keep something as a pet and you can train it to use a litter box, I think that warrants a five.
1: Yeah. I don't know if they can solve puzzles or open boxes or anything like that, but yeah, four or five, somewhere in there.
2: All right. (laughs) (laughs)
1: There's just no controversy. They're pretty smart, little critters. (laughs) Stinky smart.
2: Stinky smart. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to talk about pop culture and a couple other things, but before we do that, a little message Sean Burns and I Curie Sims bring you the occasional show released every Friday to your podcatcher we usually have some random topics that don't always fit our other podcast formats so on this podcast we cover the in-depth interviews pop culture and dare I say politics all with an open format to talk about whatever fits the occasion You can download us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and on occasion, catch us on YouTube. So, catch us each week and come hang out with the occasional show.
0: And now for something completely different.
2: Hey, you know, me and Donna, we're just a couple of nerds just like you, and we don't really see animals up close and in person very often. So, let's talk a little bit about where we see them most of the time on movies, TV, and video games. And uh, with skunks, I think you can't really talk about skunks in pop culture without talking about Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Pepe Le Pew is a character from the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes and Mary Melodies series of cartoons. First introduced in 1945, he's depicted as a French striped skunk. And Pepe Le Pew is constantly in search of love. However, his offensive skunk odor and his aggressive pursuit of romance typically cause other characters to flee from him in fear. His typical target is a female black cat with a white stripe who was eventually named Penelope Pussycat. Penelope frantically races to get away from him because of his putrid odor and his overly aggressive manner or both, and Pepe usually just hops at her at a leisurely pace and he keeps trying to woo her with, you know, flattery and poetry and... And nice things, but very often Penelope Pussycat would resort to extremely violent means to deter Pepe Le Pew. Here is a clip of Pepe Le Pew in action.
0: All man! Ah, my great bundle of sweetness.
2: It is love, love, love at sight first, No? Is it not? No, yes. Oh, the made
0: rush of hot blood to the temples. Mm-hmm. Ah, golden girl, you are the corn beef to me. I am the cabbage to you.
1: <laughs> Get him. Yeah. Scratch his face off.
2: You don't like Peppy Le Pew.
1: No stalker.
2: Well, here's, I'm going to give you a couple of little tidbits of information about Pepe Le Pew, and I don't expect you to like him because of this stuff, but just some little things that I found out. Very often, there was role reversal, where either Penelope's sense of smell would be temporarily gone, or Pepe's odor would be masked by something, and then Penelope would become the overbearing pursuer, and Pepe Le Pew didn't really know what to do about that, and it usually (laughs) freaked him out and made him nervous.
1: As it would.
2: Yeah. Very, very often in almost every cartoon, uh, as you heard, Penelope Pussycat is going to basically beat the crap out of Pepe Le Pew, hit him with a shovel, drop a piano on him, whatever it took to get him away from her. Because he was yep. overbearing. He was a little, you know, a little pushy.
1: A little
2: pushy. <laughs> a little pushy. Well, here's one more little tidbit that might make you think differently about Pepe, but maybe not.
1: I always did. He always creeped me out. Oh,
2: I know. And he's not really one of my go-to favorite characters in that series of cartoons either. But listen to this. He was created by a cartoonist named Chuck Jones, who said that in a book he was interviewed, and he said that since he was shy around women, he wanted to create a character that wasn't, and kind of live vicariously through a character that was, you know, kind of this romantic... Sort of having no inhibitions, character around women, and so that's why he created Pepe Le Pew.
1: So that's how he wanted to be in real life.
2: Well, that's not how he wanted to be in real life. It was just the complete opposite of what he was.
1: Uh huh.
2: And so I guess it. I don't know.
1: That makes that makes it to me. Is that isn't that a little more creepy though? Sort of. Huh? <laughs> You're living vicarious through through this. Okay, that's through this overbearing. Weird. Stinky yes. French, overbearing, skunk. stalkery, um, gross. Yeah, ugh, ugh. ugh. I Okay, just, I guess. I guess I favorite. didn't change
2: your mind on Pepe Le Pew.
1: No, and I remember him. I mean, I watched him as a kid, and you know, some of it's funny. If it, I remember laughing at, at the when the kitty cat, you know, kicks him in the face and all
2: that because
1: <laughs> kind of that is pretty funny. But uh, but I I just never could figure out why he wouldn't stop. Why he wouldn't? He she obviously doesn't want his attention. Why will he just not leave her alone?
2: Well, like so, when when a dog can't leave a skunk alone, he's just oblivious. <laughs> he just doesn't get it until he takes a shovel to the face.
1: Maybe you have to be a girl experiencing this kind of thing because I'm just like that's not fun. I've been there. It's not fun. You just leave me alone, man. I, I don't care about you. You know. Well, even as and a then, guy,
2: I watch that and I go, dude. Just Doesn't it make stop. you go? Ugh. Yeah, just <laughs> stop. stop, man.
1: That's so creepy.
2: And one last little thing, if so, you, is it
1: creepy funny? I don't
2: know. Is it creepy funny? Um, it's, uh, I, I don't know if I'd call it funny. I think I would call yeah, it I, mildly amusing. I'd much I rather like, watch Coyote and Roadrunner.
1: Yeah, I think it's just mildly disturbing. I, I, I. I didn't like it. I didn't like him too much as a kid. He wasn't really my favorite, but I can't really watch him at all now because I'm like, Ugh, it's just so weird, too weird.
2: So if you're really itching to see a Peppy Le Pew movie, have no fear. Uh, Max Landis revealed to Comic Con in 2016 that he is indeed writing a Peppy Le Pew movie for Warner Brothers.
1: Well, isn't that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't see it. No. No, it's. I don't. I'm not a peppy fan.
2: Eh, I probably won't either. To be honest with you. <laughs> Maybe I'll wait till yeah. it comes on Netflix. Maybe I'll put it on for my nephew.
1: Okay, so I was able to look up the superhero. There's a superhero, a skunky superhero called Hepzibah. And, um. She's
0: no way, a dude.
1: Yeah. You, you would hope that that wouldn't be the case, but it is. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> so it says in their database that Hepzibah and the Star Jammers helped the new <laughs> mutants neutralize the threat of Magus. Uh, she also aided the Hulk in rescuing some of the Hulk's people from the alien forces of Trojan. The Silver Surfer personally saved her life, an incident which led her to believe that she simply intimidated the forces threatening her. La 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 la. Lots of stuff going on with her. I had never heard of her, but that's not surprising because... I only really know comic book people from movies and television. Um, but my boyfriend is a big comic book person, or was, as a as a youngster, and he has never heard of her. And oh, I, wow. And I was not able to locate any nerds that I know that know who she is. So, wow. <laughs> yep. So her powers are, she has hyper keen sense of smell, sure. superhuman acute night vision, which makes sense. She's a skunk person. Yep. And she can emit specific mind-mood-altering pheromones at will. And I really hope she doesn't do it by squirting people from her butt. But <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't able to find any evidence of what actually happens with that. And her, her gallery <laughs> doesn't seem to show one way or the other how she uses her powers. It looks like she mostly just fights. She just mostly is stabby and fighty and punchy and kicky and...
2: <laughs> so, and stinky.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know if she's stinky because it's just mind-altering pheromones. Oh, right? okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I can't can't really tell. Um, but uh, most of the shots in her gallery are her either posing sexily or um, fighting. All right. You know, putting her foot in somebody's face with a lot of force, that kind of thing. So
2: a skunk superhero.
1: Skunky lady superhero!
2: I didn't think one of those existed, but apparently, there you go. There's a skunk superhero. It's not very well known, but...
1: When you're trying to come up with new stuff, who knows what you gotta do.
2: Yeah, some of it sticks, some of it doesn't.
1: And you never know. I mean, they might have been sitting around in the same meeting as Squirrel Girl and going,
2: (laughs) What if? (laughs) Uh, I like to eat! Oh, jeez, yeah, I like to eat, too. All right, would you eat skunk, Donna? Nah. Nah, not at all, Mm-mm. ever? Nah. Apparently you can eat them, and I guess if you knew what you were doing, I would try it, but...
1: Uh, I'm sure eh. my hillbilly ancestors would be like, go on!
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I just, it's not food. I don't know, it's not food. Nah. I, don't, I just don't look at and say food, so... That's all. That's, there's no no judgment if you like to eat a skunk, I just... I just go, well, it's not a food item.
2: Most things in nature that are that stark black and white color, that's the universal sign of, don't eat me. You might be sorry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> that's how. I wonder if that's why zebras are black and white, because they're trying to fool the lions into, like... It's not working, obviously, if that's the case. But, yep. but yeah, there's a lot of black and white stuff that's... To, you don't want
2: to eat. Yeah, so maybe don't mess with Maybe it.
1: that's why. Maybe there's just a little primordial part of my brain that's going, Oh, nope. we don't eat that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Donna? Yes? Is your brain a vast chasm of useless information like mine is?
1: Oh, today, no. Today there's no <laughs> information in there, but usually yes.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, let's help people win that next trivia night or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with the animal fact of the week. So, it's happened. You or your dog or even a part of your house has been sprayed by a skunk and now you want to get rid of the smell. I do. Well, here's what's not going to work very well. Bathing in tomato juice is not going to do it. It's Grandma's
1: just... remedy? <laughs> nope. Don't work?
2: It's an old wives' tale. It's just going to make you smell like tomato juice and skunk.
1: Oh, man.
2: Uh, spraying yourself or covering yourself with lemon juice or orange juice or any kind of citrus, not going to work. Coating yourself in perfume or aqua velva or Febreze, not going to (laughs) work. But there is something that works, that actually works. And here is the recipe. You're going to take one quart of 3% hydrogen peroxide, and you can also use white vinegar if you are too lazy to get out to the drugstore and buy a bunch of hydrogen peroxide. But just buy hydrogen peroxide. It's good to have around.
1: White, White vinegar is the superhero of cleaners, by the way, so... This is making sense to me. Yes. Okay, rest of it?
2: You're going to stir in a quarter cup of baking soda
1: mm-hmm.
2: and one teaspoon of liquid soap or dish detergent. Awesome. You're going to mix these together. You're going to bathe in that and spray yourself down and cover the affected area thoroughly. And you're going to want to do that immediately because after you create this mixture, it's going to become unstable and it's nothing that you are going to, it's not going to be usable in a few hours or a few days. You gotta have to use it right away.
1: Wow.
2: You let it sit five minutes, and you rinse with tap water, and the smell is gone.
1: Well, that's amazing.
2: Yep. And the reason why this works so well, and it works particularly well with hydrogen peroxide, is because the oxygen molecules in that liquid are going to bind themselves to those thiols that we talked about. Right. And then they're just going to be rinsed away. So you're actually changing the chemical makeup of the skunk spray in order to get rid of it and the smell that goes along with it
1: nice but that's good it's good that there is a remedy i swear that vinegar baking soda dish soap combination just will do anything just baking (laughs) soda or whatever yep it'll do anything it's amazing i use that (laughs) stuff in my cleaning all the time so i would definitely have it around the house yep Well, my animal fact of the week is that if you're a person that wants a skunk for a pet, depending on where you live, um, that might be a possibility for you. So, apparently, uh, some people say that the more you handle a baby skunk, it'll be super docile and love you back when it grows up, and it's, um, it's, it's a good pet. They like to snuggle and cuddle, and they are fun pets that like to play, and you can housebreak them. You can put a litter box in a corner. You basically get a corner litter box that's open on the side, and they'll they'll go there. Does it have to be um, in the
2: corner? Like, is that where skunks normally yeah, seek yeah. out to poop? Uh
1: huh. Okay. Yep. my My niece has ferrets, and that's a common behavior with them too. Is corner All know, right. ferret households if their ferrets are running free um, will ha- often have a pile of litter in each corner with a little box, you know, mm-hmm. and because uh, that's where they like to go. But skunks do too. So, um, yeah, so that works, and uh, you get them, you basically get them, their scent glands taken out, and that seems a little much to me But for a pet, but that's just me. Um, (laughs) The thing that's difficult about keeping skunks as pets is that veterinary care can be a little iffy because your vet might not know very much about how to take care of a skunk. There's not a whole lot of research on their diet so skunk enthusiasts uh, just constantly argue about it. They do need regular vaccinations like for rabies and uh, distemper, stuff like that. But they also have to be tested for a few parasites even if you get them from a reputable skunk breeder I guess. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're wild animals. They sure. are likely to have some, uh, a couple of different kinds of parasites. Um, They have to be tested for roundworms, all that kind of stuff. Um, But they can be pretty challenging. Uh, The difficulty of just finding a veterinarian, finding food, all the just getting the things your skunk needs is pretty challenging for a lot of people. So if you want one, do a ton of research first. And make sure, make sure, go visit somebody that has one um, and make sure that you think it's a thing for you. And also check if it's legal in your state it is in Colorado illegal to keep a skunk for a pet.
2: Yeah, in Florida it is legal, but you have to have a proper wildlife permit to keep the skunk.
1: Right, and there's a bunch of states that have uh, um, legal with permit, um, but and then there's some like South Dakota you can have you can have it without a permit, but you can only have one per person, um, <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't want to have more than one in your house anyway because no. they're kind of solo animals, so. <laughs> They they're not herd or group animals. They don't like to hang out in groups. So, um, but uh, yeah. So you just gotta check the legality and stuff. But you never know if, uh, if if a skunk might be right for you. I think you should just go get an animal from the shelter and not bother. But I think m- so too. That's just my opinion, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that's just like. Uh... Your opinion, man. Yeah, it's mine too. I mean, I, I, yeah. it probably takes a special kind of person, like when we were talking in the Lovebirds episode, to keep a skunk and I am not that special kind of person.
1: Yeah, I have a friend who had one and she was loved it. She loved him and just thought it was the greatest pet ever and she doesn't have him anymore, but um, he was a great little pet, she said, and, and he looked really cute and yeah. So Cool. I mean, for certain people, it might be the perfect pet.
2: For certain people.
1: Yep. Skunk people.
2: Skunk people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that probably sounds super insulting, but it isn't intended that way. <laughs> there are people that are awesome enough to take care of skunks, and it's not me. <laughs> that sounds better. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, the Varmints Podcast was brought to you with technical support by Matthew Chobo. And music by Kevin MacLeod. And here's a new segment on the Varmint's podcast, The Rugrat Spot. This week's Rugrat is my four-year-old nephew, Lucas. And here's what he thought about skunks.
0: So what do you think about skunks? Um, they fart nasty smell at you (laughs) and people
2: think it's nasty.
0: What do you think they look like?
2: When people
1: see their that they think that they're monsters they look like
0: that ah would you eat a skunk no how smart do you think a skunk is
1: so dumb smart
2: thanks again for listening to the varmints podcast and until next time
1: be nice to animals (laughs) (laughs) they're dumb smart
0: (laughs) you've been listening to a blazing caribou studios production support and subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com slash blazing caribou studios
2: they vary in size there they can be blah (laughs) jeepers creepers